You're listening to Sacks in the Basement, a production of the Broadcast Basement Limited, where every show is 30 minutes of good and comes from a basement bar on the south side of Chicago. Pull up a stool, pour a cold one, and join us right now for Sacks in the Basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SacksInTheBasement.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome into my basement. My name is Chris Lanuti, and you are listening to another simulated game in a complete simulated season from Socks in the Basement, found everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SocksInTheBasement.com. We've been doing it since opening day. Every game the White Sox would have played this season, and to this point, the White Sox are 10-7 and and have won every series they have played in except one, and they're in the rubber match today in Kansas City before they come home for four against Texas, and three more against KC. Socks in the Basement is sponsored, as always, by Cork and Carry at the Park. Go to Grubhub or direct to corkandcarryatthepark.com and fill up on some good ballpark food. Sit back, relax, and enjoy a ball game. And as today is Wednesday, remember Socks in the Basement has their normal 30 minutes of good, which is Socks in the Basement. Me and my buddy Dave, friends for over four decades, grew up across the street from each other. We'll sit down and talk about what's going on in the real world of Major League Baseball. Maybe a little bit about some of these plans that have been discussed and how feasible they may be to bring back baseball. And we're also going to talk about what's going on here in this simulated season. We'll look at the stats. We'll take a look at some possible roster moves. And we'll do it live on the Podbean app, 10 a.m. today. So if you're listening after 10 a.m., I'm sorry, don't worry. You'll be able to get that podcast on demand. But if you are listening before 10 a.m., feel free to check out the live show. And we will try to avoid talking about the results of today's game if you get to it first. With all that said, Jacob Junis gets his second start of the season against the White Sox. They are the only win he has collected. He is 1-0 with a 4.15 earned run average. Dylan Cease coming off his best outing of his career sits at 1-1 with a 5.40. Let's head out to Kauffman Stadium and finish off this three-game road trip. Sacks, Royals, next. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Kauffman Stadium. The third of three games in a row on the road for the Chicago White Sox, their only series before they turn right around and head back to the south side of Chicago, and they will try to take two out of three from these Kansas City Royals, something they were able to do in the first series of the season. And Jacob Junis takes the mound for his fourth start of the season. He has 17 and a third's innings pitched, a 1-0 record with a 4.15 earned run average, and a whip of 1.50, 20 hits, 18 strikeouts, 6 walks. Meanwhile, Tim Anderson back in the lineup after a day of rest, hitting 333, will lead off this game. The pitch on the way, taken outside corner slider, 0-1 the count. The Royals 5-12 come into this game against the 10-7 White Sox. Sox dropped the first game in this series when the bats were dead. And then they woke up about halfway through yesterday's game, and they tied this up 1-1. This one is fouled off down the first baseline. No play, 0-2 the count. Jacob used to go by Jake Junis, but now wants to be called Jacob, as if it would change the way he pitches. 44 degrees, clear skies, winds about a mile an hour, softly fluttering the flags in towards center field. The one-two pitch after a ball in the dirt, swung on and sent out into left field. It will drop in front for a base hit. Nice little looper, a duck snort, if you will, by Tim Anderson. 
And much like Leary Garcia did yesterday, he leads off with a single. By the way, today is Jackie Robinson Day. Everybody's wearing number 42 out there with no names on the back of their jerseys. The Royals in their traditional white with blue lettering, the White Sox in all grays. Everybody's wearing the long sleeve shirts underneath in 44 degree weather. The first pitch to Larry Garcia who's playing second today, just over his bat, swung on and missed. Owen won the count. Garcia's at second today and Mendick moves over to third. Moncada gets a day off. Encarnacion also getting a day off. Yasmani Grandal will hit in the DH role. James McCann will stay behind the plate for the second straight day as Grandal tries to get out of a slump he's having early this season. The 0-1 pitch. High taken for a ball, 1-1. One one. So Junis changed his name, or what he wants to be called by. He doesn't want to be Jake anymore. He wants to be more adult. He's Jacob. And he spells it J-A-K-O-B. Some players have changed their names and then saw great success. Outside four-seam fastball laid off 2-1. and one. Kenny Jansen is going to be behind home plate today, umpiring with the pepper gray hair sticking out underneath his ball cap. 2-1 and one the count, and the pitch on the way. This one's a high four-seam fastball, 3-1 the count with Abreu on deck. Now, remember, Yomer Sanchez, former White Sox player, used to go by Carlos Sanchez, went to Yomer. I don't know if that really changed how good he was. Mike Stanton, though, remember, became Giancarlo, and the guy hit over 50 home runs. This one's flared out to center field for a base hit. It will get down. The runners advance one base. Anderson loses the helmet, sliding in to second. He had to hustle as this was shallow in the center. He didn't want to get forced out at second base. He had to wait till that ball dropped, but he's in safely. So Anderson and Garcia are on back-to-back hits. Abreu up with no outs at the top of the first and two on. The pitch on the way, swung on and chopped up the middle off the pitcher in between the middle infielders. The runner is going to come around and score. Anderson was moving the entire time. Garcia holds it second, a seeing-eye single up the middle, hit the pitcher, bounced over second base, in between both the shortstop and second baseman, under both of their gloves, rolls out in the center field. By the time it's picked up in center field, Anderson's already made the turn. He gets in safely and easily to home plate. And the White Sox, with three straight hits, are leading one to nothing here in the top of the first inning. For Yasmani Grandal, who comes in and immediately skies one down the third baseline, foul. Grandal has been cold for the last week. He had the day off yesterday. He's in as a DH just to work on his hitting right now, while McCann, who's been hot at the plate, stays in behind the plate and will catch his second straight game. Grandal's 1-1 one one now with a 200 average. Garcia on second, Abreu on first on this Wednesday evening. And Jacob not finding much success with the different name or different variation of it. The delivery. Swung on and sent in the right field. Nope, that is snagged by the first baseman. O'Hearn got his glove up and snow cone that one for the line out. Everybody's safe back to the bag. That was a rip shot I thought got past him. He belted it. O'Hearn with the little hops that he has jumped up and got half of that ball, just enough of it to keep it in the webbing. So an out for Grandal, Aloy Jimenez comes up to the plate batting fifth today with two on and one out. And a slider just above the knees taken for a strike, 0-1. Against Junis, lifetime, 4 for 11. He has hit him well and put out a home run against him earlier in this season. The 0-1 pitch on the way. 
Swung on and fouled back, quickly 0-2. Garcia leading at second, Abreu at first. Everybody's wearing 42 for Jackie Robinson. This one's outside, a slider badly misses, 1-2 and two the count. I think he was trying to see if Jimenez would be anxious and go for a really bad pitch. He did not. The 1-2 pitch on the way. Missed low and outside a changeup. 2-2. Two and two. So the count goes even now. Jimenez has the average back up to 273 after a big slump. Uh, he got through that first series with the Royals and then could do nothing for about 10 to 12 days there. Had to sit down a few times, but now has started to find a way to get on base and not just rely on the long ball. This one misses. The count goes full. And the pitch on the way. Swung on, jam shot into left field down the line. It will be caught back by the pole. Garcia will not advance. The runners will hold. In Kansas City here, the foul pole is not all the way at the deepest part down that line. The outfield starts to curve back in before the foul line comes into play, much like right field in Fenway Park. James McCann comes up, takes a high four-seam fastball, and he's 1-0. So the Sox lead off with three straight hits. Nothing real powerful. Just dumped a few in, and the seeing-eye single. They've still got two on and a run in, but now two outs in a row. And McCann, who was a big-time hitter for the White Sox yesterday, the team seemed to be in a full-team slump, and he busted them out of it. He's hitting 350 in limited appearances. Remember, he had a great first half of the season last year and fell off, and then the White Sox go and get Yasmani Grandal to be pretty much their everyday catcher. McCann fouls that off, 2-1, and one, the pitch on the way. Outside, ball 3, 3-1. Three Mazara's on deck. But now, with Grandal struggling, they're going to try to use him as a DH a little bit, let him concentrate on just hitting. Outside fastball, he walks him. Grandal did rip his first one up, had a solid at bat, just unlucky. McCann walks down the first. The bases are loaded here with two outs in the top of the first inning. Mazzara, hitting 235 in this season, steps in. The lefty, batting seventh, can break this game open. Junis, meanwhile, is trying to survive and escape, only giving up one run here in the first. Checks the sign and delivers. This is an inside fastball jam shot. He swung on the first pitch. He will fly out gently to center field. The Royals escape. The White Sox let him off the hook. Three hits in the first inning. One run across. Midway through the first, Sox lead by one. Dylan Cease had the best start of his career last weekend. Over three, he's 1-1 one one with a 5.40 ERA, 16 and two-thirds innings, a 1.44 whip, 18 hits, six walks, 13 strikeouts. But he went seven scoreless, the first three being perfect over this past weekend last Friday night against the Minnesota Twins to kick off that series. The Sox taking two out of three against their rivals. And the righty sees delivers to the left-handed hitting Mondesi and Eldeberto offers a bunt. Cannot pull back quick enough. Or it, hit, it actually, I think, hit the outside corner. 0-1 the count. Cease into the line, the pitch. This bunt is fouled back. So Mondesi trying to get on with the bunt. The Royals, as a team, have been slumping. They were slumping coming in. They were able to win a 2-1 ball game basically behind Jorge Soler. And yesterday, he was really the only offense they had as well. This one is skied, foul down the third base line. Count remains 0-2. Now, Grandal was the guy behind the plate for Cease in his big performance on Friday. The name of the game was pitching quickly. Outside fastball, swung on and missed. Cease sends him down. 
and strikes out his first batter. Hunter Dozier will bat second today. Moving up in the lineup, he is hitting 302 and has put some good at bats up there. And he grounds this one immediately in between second and short for a base hit. First pitch that he saw, he knew he liked it. And he pops that one out there into the outfield on a couple of hops. And he's down to first base. So one on, one out, top of the first. Whit Merrifield comes up. He's only hitting 186. And he bats in the third spot no matter what right now on this Royals team. But he's off to a slow start. He does have three home runs, nine RBIs. This is an inside pitch taken for a ball, 1-0. The pitch. This one's belted over to third. Mendick to Leury and across to Abreu. And the 5-4-3 to to double play. And Cease has a quick first inning. After one, Sox lead 1-0. Luis Roberts only hitting 208 this season. He had a big home run in the opening series against the Royals. And has not hit one since then. He has a lot of speed and has drawn a fair number of walks. And the youngster, in his rookie season, is just trying to figure out Major League hitting right now and the Major League pitchers that he must hit against. He takes a ball inside 1-0. Junis needed 25 pitches in the first inning. Sox need to keep the pressure on him and chase him early. This one is fouled back into the catcher's protective equipment 1-1. One one. It'll be Robert, Mendick, and then Anderson inside sinker swung on and chopped foul one and two the count high slider he lays off of it two and two we have seen some frustration out of robert there are times where he walks back and seems angry with himself but he's got a lot of guys around him right now several of them that were in the minors over the last couple years that have come up here in this rebuild and then of course the father figure of brayu to help him work through things he seems to come back with a better attitude each day he has now worked the count full Laying off a high fastball up at his eye level. Three and two to count. He is a threat to steal if he gets on, so get on any way you can, young man. He has been unselfish in that way. Low pitch chops in between short and third, and he will have a base hit. Rolls out into left field. Diving attempt by Mondesi, but he fell way short. So the leadoff hitter on with a base hit in the first two innings here against Junis. And Danny Mendick will come up. Robert and Anderson sit atop the majors with eight stolen bases apiece. And he's going to go on the first pitch. Inside strike called and safe. And the rookie takes the lead in the major leagues all by himself with nine stolen bases this early on in the year. Head first slide in. He is quick. That is a fast base runner. Anderson and Robert have all but three of the stolen bases on this team. As this one's inside and low, one and one the count. Mendick chaps this one down the third baseline. It's going to be fair. The play is going to come across third to first. Unfortunately, Robert has to stay on second base. He got that one diving towards third base, caught it over to bag, went into foul territory, turned and threw across his body. A really solid play. Anderson comes up now with a runner on second in scoring position and one out. Outside four-seam fastball taken for a ball. He has 12 runs batted in, leads the White Sox in that category. The 1-0 pitch on the way. This one's sent out to the left center field gap. It's going to get down. It's going to roll to the wall. Robert is going to end up scoring. He took a while to get going on that one. Like he thought someone was going to track it down, but he has plenty of time to get into home plate. And Anderson standing on second base. Gives a point into the dugout. Like, let's get going here. 
The White Sox were very disappointed in how they came out in that first game flat in this series and have taken a lot of pride in the fact that with one exception, they have won every series they have played in so far. The team is aiming to win series, which is kind of a fun thing to do and a great way to look at a season in small little pieces. Every series is a war. We may lose a battle, which is a game, but we want to win more wars than we lose. And you'll have a winning record and you'll have a shot later on in this season to make something magical happen. This one's taken for a ball, 1-0. Garcia, the next pitch. Inside four-seam fastball, he lays off at 2-0 the count. Two in already for the Sox. They lead 2-0 here with one out in the top of the second. They have collected four hits so far. Check that. They have collected five hits so far. As this one is chopped down third baseline foul, 2-1. Only one extra base hit. That was the one by Anderson just moments ago. Swung and missed on a low inside sinker out of the zone. 2-2 two two the count. Garcia batting lefty facing the righty Junis. The pitch on the way. This one is looped over the head of the third baseman. Dozier can't get it. Anderson's in safely at third. Garcia over to first. Ball got in quickly, and Anderson was waiting to see whether or not it would be caught. He just missed it, jumping up for it. Then Anderson advanced. First and third as Junis is going to have a meeting on the mound with his catcher and his pitching coach. Already on 42 pitches with one out here on the top of the second. And the Sox have been all over him. And Jose Abreu comes up now. Inside slider taken for a strike. He's one for one, and he would like to open things up here a little bit more here for the White Sox. A low slider, one and one, the count goes. The pitch on the way. Outside four-seam fastball, two and one. Garcia with a lead. He's one for two, stealing bases this year, I believe. Abreu's got a big bat, though, and you're hoping he doesn't hit the double play. This one is charged down the third base line. Just missed a home run. Three seats over from the foul pole on a line drive. The 2-2 pitch. He sends this one high and shallow. The shortstop going back will make the play, and Anderson will not challenge the arm. So Mondesi goes back, and he's almost out into center field. His back is turned, but T.A. says, nope, I'm not going here. I'm not making the final out at the plate. So it will be up to Yasmani Grandal with a wicked line out in the first inning. And first and third and two outs. The Sox have had men all over the bases and have scratched one run out in both the first and second inning, but are still waiting for that big hit that makes all these other hits pay off. Outside 1-0, the pitch chopped back to the backstop. 1-1 count, two outs, top of the second. Sox lead the Royals 2-0. The pitch on the way. Inside caught the plate. Grandal looks back a little bit, trying to figure out where that one was. One and two the count. If Yasmani can break out of the slump he's in, this lineup will get even more potent. Swung on and missed, though, on a curveball. Dropped out of the zone to his feet on the inside portion of the plate. So the Sox only get two. They get this run in this inning off of a double to the wall by Anderson. So Dylan Cease has a 2-0 lead stake to him here in the top of the second. And White Sox killer, at least this week. Jorge Soler hitting 241 with three home runs, four RBIs. Two of those home runs have been against these White Sox over the past two days. He steps in, batting fourth today. They've moved him up in the lineup because of how well he's been hitting. He also has two doubles. 
and has scored three times. The 1-0 pitch inside brushback pitch. He falls backwards, 2-0. Chance of Soler going off in the corner of the ballpark. He's all they've had to root for over the last week or so here. A low inside pitch, 3-0, as Cease pitches around the only true dangerous hitter right now in this Royals lineup that the White Sox have seen. Although Ryan O'Hearn has had a few hits. So Lairs have been deadly. Inside pitch just misses. He walked him on four, but I don't think he was trying to get him. I think he was nibbling. In a big moment last night, Renteria walked the bases loaded intentionally because he didn't want to pitch the Solaire. And the Sox induce a ground out. Dallas Keuchel doing his job. And now Sal Perez comes up with a 200 average, an OPS under 700 at 642. And he's got to run around with no outs here in the bottom of the second. And O'Hearn is on deck. The pitch from Cease. Inside misses four-seam fastball. High and tight, 1-0. Cease needs to find the strike zone now. You want to pitch around Solaire, that's fine, but you got to go after somebody. The pitch on the way. High but swung on, he fooled him, 1-1. One one. So the first strike that he gets is not on a strike. The batter just anxious. The 1-1 pitch now coming to Perez. He does not go with that one outside the zone, 2-1. Cease having difficulty finding the strike zone and now slowing down. Remember his last start, where he just was brilliant. He pitched very fast, not a lot of space in between his deliveries. Today, though, with McCann, the pace has slowed down. The pitch on the way. Low in the zone just missed. On a changeup, 3-1 the count goes. The last eight pitches that Cease has thrown have been out of the zone. He would have walked two batters on eight total pitches if Perez did not swing at a clear outside pitch. Solaire with a slight lead. The pitch swung on and missed. This one was also not in the zone. Perez swings over ball four over his hands inside. The count goes full. McCann sets up inside. This one is rocketed into right center field. Mazzara leaps. It goes over his head and goes to the wall. Solaire will score. That's a double for Perez. Solaire coming all the way around from first on that play. That one was in the strike zone. And it was not where McCann was set up. Two to one now, White Sox. No outs, bottom of the second, with a runner on second base. And a low four-seam fastball laid off. Ryan O'Hearn takes a ball. Dylan Cease running into trouble here. This was his problem last year, and his problem in his first two games this season. That one bad inning. Low changeup taken for a strike at the knees outside portion of the plate, one and one. It's been the main concern when we sit around and talk about it on Socks in the Basement. We've talked about this uh, during the season last year. We talked about it in the offseason that Dylan Cease has a lot of talent because that one's fouled off one and two. Steve Stone on the TV broadcast will all the time talk about the talent that he has, but he tends to have that one inning that ruins everything for him. This one is fouled down the first baseline deep, about a section to the right of the foul pole. One and two the count now to O'Hearn. The pitch on the way. Outside fastball called for a strike on the corner. So he gets the first out of the inning on a backwards K. And Mikhail Franco comes up, hitting 322. And he has a runner in scoring position still at second base. And one out in the bottom of the second. Outside changeup taken, ball one. Cease checks the runner. The pitch on the way. Swung on and chopped back foul. One and one the count. 
So the key for Dylan Cease is to get out of innings like this. You're not going to be perfect. You're going to give up a run. But you can't let the hit parade start here. Outside corner taken for a strike one and two. Four-seam fastball. He's starting to find the corners again. McCann trying to work him through it. The one-two pitch on the way. Low taken for a ball. That was close. Two and two the count. That was a close pitch to lay off of Franco, though, not biting. The pitch on the way. Inside. Oh, so close. Does not get the call. Got squeezed there. Three and two. The count goes full in the pitch. Outside taken. Ball four. The last two pitches, I can't believe Franco lays off of them. And I couldn't believe that two pitches ago it wasn't called a strike for strike three. Cease still trying to figure out where that strike zone is and how to get to it. Anderson Miller comes up with two on now, and this one's in the dirt. McCann keeps it in front of him. Nobody advances. The eight-hitter, Miller, plays center field for the Royals and is hitting 316 on the season. He's had a quiet series, but it's not because he's incapable. This one's outside. Taken for a strike, though, on the outer portion of the plate. One and one the count. One out, bottom of the second, two on. Royals have one run in already, trailing by one. Fouls back a four-seam fastball in the zone, one and two. Cease delivers. This one is sent out to left field. It's going to fall. It's going to roll down in the corner. This game is at least going to be tied. Jimenez corrals it and throws it in. The runner is going to hold it third. So a double. We have a tie ball game here after Miller hits a double. There's still only one out as Dylan Cease unravels in the second inning. A well-hit ball that gets down and goes to the wall. Bounced around a little bit before Jimenez could get it in. Brett Phillips will come up hitting 173. And Don Cooper's out on the mound to check on his starter, who's thrown 32 pitches now. 14 for balls, 18 for strikes. Let me tell you something. Almost every one of those pitches that would go for a ball were in this inning. He was sharp in the first inning. And very different here in the second inning. He's probably sitting there telling him, look, this guy that's up there right now, he is not a very good hitter. Go get him. Get your mojo back. Outside corner taken for a strike, 1-0 on the four-seam fastball. The Sacks have abused Phillips every time he's come up against them this season. The pitch. That one just misses, 1-1. One one. Cease looks in, smirks. I think he thought he had that one. The 1-1 pitch on the way. Low and outside, 2-1. There's a couple Sacks fans here that made the trip. There's two of them right down the first base line. The one guy, he's got his head in his hands. He's so disgusted right now by this. We got to get out of this inning. Looked so positive early on. Swung on and missed on a four-seam fastball, two and two. The Sox really should have four or five runs. And when you're winning and the other team hasn't been hitting well, you go, well, that's okay. We'll be fine. But now the Royals' bats have awoken. The game is tied up, and you're in trouble. Second and third, one out, two and two the count. The pitch to Phillips. Got him looking. Four-seam fastball on the outside corner. He's got words for the umpire, but that was a strike. And there's two outs now here in the bottom of the second inning with Eldeberto Mondesi up. Remember, he tried to bunt his way on and then ended up striking out when he had to put the bat on his shoulders and actually swing. The pitch. Curveball. They are not chasing that today. I don't know who's deciding they want to throw that pitch. If that's coming from the dugout, from McCann, or from Cease. But they got to stop throwing that because as it falls out of the zone, no bats are moving. That one swung on and missed. Now there they throw a changeup that stays in the zone. 
The Royals are being patient at the plate. You're not going to fool them today, I don't think. A high four-seam fastball lays off at 2-1. and one. First base is open. Second and third right now with two outs in the bottom of the second with a tie score. Royals fans are up. The pitch. Swung on and missed. Outside fastball. Two and two. The count goes even. He put that one high and on the outside portion of the plate. And Mondesi went underneath it. The fans are up. The count is even. The pitch on the way. Inside slider taken. The count goes full. Hunter Dozier's on deck. And I would rather go after Mondesi right here. Dozier's hitting 315. He's been playing great defense and he's had a few hits. Not many. But he's looked good. Outside corner, he gets him on the four-seam fastball. Throws his bat in disgust. Cease runs off the mound and points to the sky. Yeah, God helped you in that inning. The game is knotted up after two at two. Folks, as we kick off the third inning, I want to tell you about Family Waterproofing Solutions and the fact that they put out an email recently to everybody. They actually posted it on their website. And they want to let people know that they are very proud of all those that are out there helping first responders, medical personnel, and National Guard troops. And they took their time to stay in, shut down for a little while, but now they are opening up their doors, saying they paid attention, took notes, and developed a process for maintaining safety and social distancing, with daytime and evening safety measures being implemented, depending on who's over at the house if they come over and they do work. And they are monitoring everything the CDC tells them to do. So here's how it works. As Jimenez takes the first pitch and pops it up the third base for the first out here at the top of the third inning. You get the estimate. You get the consultation. You can do it over the phone, over the internet with video. Then they'll come in and do the work when it's convenient and work out a safety plan with you. They got great deals for Saxon Basement listeners as McCann lifts this one into left center field for a single. It'll be cut off before it gets through between the center fielder and left fielder. Mazzara comes up now and skies one to center field. That's a can of corn. So first pitches. That's what the White Sox are doing here in this inning, and that stinks because they have had Junis on the ropes. He came in with over 50 pitches to start the third inning. And he's still sitting at 56 pitches right now with two outs. Runner on first and Robert at the plate. High changeup taken for a ball. Robert has scored four times in the last six games. He has been finding a way to get on base, walking at a healthy pace. and has had a few singles. But overall, the average is down and the big power is missing. This one is grounded down the first baseline foul, one and one. We saw the power shows down in the minor leagues. We saw a big home run on opening weekend, and we have seen nothing since. Inside fastball, one and two. It was taken for a strike. The pitch from Junis. Swung on and sent out in the right field. Drifting towards the line, it will be caught by Solaire. And the inning, and the half inning is over. Going to the bottom of the third. All knotted up at two. Foundation issues not properly handled can be costly. Family Waterproofing Solutions is owned by Ken, a veteran of the United States Marines, and his wife Maria, making them a veteran-owned business and a female-owned business that will diagnose and repair wet or leaky basements. And while they're located on the sock side, Family Waterproofing services the entire Chicagoland area and Northwest Indiana. And now after taking time off to ensure they can do things safely and securely for you, 
Family Waterproofing is back in business and doing jobs. Plus, part of the proceeds for every job that they do are donated to veteran and first responder organizations to support our frontline defenders. And currently, Socks in the Basement listeners have access to special pricing when they contact Family Waterproofing Solutions now, 708-330-4466, or visit them today at FamilyBasementWaterproofing.com. Folks, I got to tell you, as we kick off the bottom of the third inning here with Hunter Dozier coming up to the plate, one for one, that Jackie Robinson Day is a tough day to be a broadcaster. I have been seriously confused looking at jerseys as guys are running around trying to figure out who's who. Nobody's got a name on there. They're all wearing 42. And in the flash, when plays are happening, I'm looking around going, who was that? 2-0 the count. It's a great tribute, but I have a great appreciation now for all the broadcasters that have to call games on Jackie Robinson Day. Those numbers make a difference, trust me. Hunter Dozier's up. He's 2-0 as Cease tries to have a better inning. Swung on and missed on a four-seam fastball, 2-1. Cease is about 10 pitches behind Junis, which if you would have told me about 15 minutes ago that was going to happen, I would have laughed at you. But in the end, they're going to end up with about the same wear and tear through three innings as Whit Merrifield's on deck. 3-0 count now after that one misses outside. And the pitch from Dylan Cease. Swung on and missed, 3-2, a high fastball. Cease lost his control in the second inning and was fortunate to be able to get out of that inning only giving up two runs. This one is sent down the right field line hooking foul into the stands. The 3-2 pitch again. This one's chopped. Second baseman Garcia playing behind second will scoop it and throw as a shift was on. There's one out now on the long 4-3 putout and Whit Merrifield comes up and immediately rockets one in the right for a base hit. Dropping right in front of Mazzara on a line shot. That's the best ball he's hit all series long. And look, these are Major League Baseball players. There was barely any offense on Monday. The White Sox figured it out on Tuesday. The Royals have figured it out today. Soler comes up. First pitch high taken. 1-0 the count. He walked in the second. And Dylan Cease is going to have to challenge him. He pitched around him the first time, and then he lost his rhythm. He can't pitch around him here. He's got to go right at him. This one is chopped down the first baseline foul by about a foot and a half. Coming into this game, the Royals had pretty much all of their runs scored by Soler. It was incredible as he takes this one low and outside, 2-1. and one. But the rest of the team is caught up to him now. This one's fouled down the third baseline, deep but foul. 2-2 two and two the count. Cease delivers, swung on and missed inside fastball right underneath the bat. Cease now has his fifth strikeout of the game as the sun begins to set here in Kansas City. Pretty sunsets each and every night here, which you don't realize how wide open it is around this ballpark. So a low curveball is taken by Sal Perez, 1-0 with two outs in the bottom of the third. It really is wide open out here. Kansas City has weird city limits, and if you're from Chicago, you might not realize this because the city limits of Chicago would end and the suburb is right there and you can't even tell the difference. They're just as built up. But in Kansas City, the city limits, they cover farms. They cover wide open fields. It's still Kansas City proper. It's now one and one, and the pitch on the way swung on and missed outside change. One and two. So it's still called Kansas City, but you and I would come out here and go, what am I, in the suburbs? I'm in a farm field? Nope, you're in Kansas City. It's incredible. One and two, the runner goes. 
Outside taken for a ball. The runner is safe as Merrifield will go with two outs and two strikes on his teammate Perez. He's in with the head first slide on the tag. So the Royals doing some running and put a runner in scoring position now with a 2-2 count. Two outs in the bottom of the third. The pitch. Low. Call the strike. A low ball that hits the dirt. Perez doesn't realize it's called a strike. They're going to throw it down the first for the drop third strike strikeout. End of the inning. And, and let me tell you real quick what happened there at the end of the inning because I was shocked. It didn't even look like there was a call made by the home plate umpire. And the ball, to me, looked like it was clearly out of the zone and Perez had checked up. He had not really even taken the bat off his shoulders all the way. As Mendick steps in against Junis and takes one outside, 1-0. McCann is the only guy who seemed to realize what was going on. Inside fastball taken for a strike, 1-1. One one. He pops up and calls for Abreu to run over to first base. At that moment, Perez realized he's been called strike three and starts to run looking back at the umpire like, what happened? McCann throws it down and he's out at first base. One and two now after a foul tip. And the next one's rifled out in the right center field. Get down. Mendick's going to get it over their head and it's going to roll to the wall. He's rounding second base. He may try for third. Mendick on his horse is in with a triple to lead off the fourth inning. As Danny Mendick with the rare triple, his first of the season and his first of his career in the majors, puts one into the right center field gap. High and deep. And in between those outfielders perfectly. They're about the furthest they could possibly be from that ball. Right down the middle of the gap. He's in the third standing. And Tim Anderson comes up now with a runner on third and no outs in the top of the fourth. And will swing and miss at an inside four-seam fastball. So a confusing ending to the third. And then Mendick leads off with a triple. Next pitch is sent out deep into center field. Trailing back to the wall. He will get the job done as it is caught at the track and Mendick will basically walk home. And the White Sox take a 3-2 lead on the sack fly. So a triple and then T.A. just swings for the fences and he just missed a two-run home run there. But he gets the job done on the sack fly and the Sox lead by one. Leary Garcia will come up now. He's two for two today. Replacing Yoan Mancata in the lineup. He's at second base and Mendick moved over to third. Outside slider taken for a ball, 1-0. Garcia's 4 for 17 lifetime against Junis. So that means he came into this game 2 for 17 lifetime against him. So he's having his best game ever against Jacob Junis. Maybe it's because Junis changed his name. This one is chopped over to first base on the one hop. It'll be fielded. Unassisted three put out. And there are two outs now in the top of the fourth. So Abreu comes up, 1 for 2. Junis sitting on 68 pitches here in the top of the fourth inning with two outs. Perez calls for a high pitch. He misses the location. Abreu hits it on a rocket ship out to center field, but right at the waiting fielder. He didn't even have to move his feet, but it came at him quick. Midway through the fourth, Sox lead 3-2. Dylan Cease staked to his second lead of the game. Let's see if he can hold this one in the bottom of the fourth inning. You're listening to a White Sox simulated season using MLB The Show 20. My name is Chris Lanuti. You're listening to Socks in the Basement found everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SocksInTheBasement.com. And Ryan O'Hearn comes up 0 for 1. Remember, the post-game recaps 
with box scores and stats being done every day. So listen to the game and then go over to SoxOn35th.com, the world-famous blog that we paired up with to bring you the most complete experience during these desperate times. There's a shift on right now for O'Hearn. A 1-0 count after that one just misses. Next pitch, a slider. Drops out of the zone just enough, 2-0. Leury's in short right field instead of second base. And Anderson's on the other side of second base. Mendix basically playing short. And O'Hearn is in the catbird seat, 3-0 after that one misses. So Cease struggling now here to start off the fourth when it comes to the strike zone. He bit me over a fastball, 3-1 the count. The pitch on the way. Low missed, and he walks him. So another leadoff walk for the young Dylan Cease. He had turned quite the corner on Friday against the Twins in a big, big game. But he's been staked the lead twice now and already given it up once. And the number seven hitter, Franco, comes up. He walked in the second. And there's a runner on first with no outs in the bottom of the fourth. The pitch on the way. Inside four-seam fastball, it misses. 1-0. The pitch. Outside misses 2-0. Cease again having troubles with the strike zone. The 2-0 pitch on the way. This one is chopped to second base. Slow roller so Garcia can only go the first. He had to avoid the base runner and get the ball on the grass in front of the dirt at second base. Flips it over to first. And by the way, that was an outside pitch. They were lucky he swung at that and grounded it weakly for the first out. Runner on second base as Cease now throws an inside fastball swinging strike in the zone. 0-1 the count. Anderson Miller had a big hit that tied this game up after going 0 for the series. He's 1 for 1 today and lays off an inside pitch 1-1 one one now. Runner on second, 1 out, Sox lead by 1. Low changeup, 2-1 now. A lot of pitches and not getting a lot done for Dylan Cease. Sitting on pitch number 72 here in the bottom of the fourth with one out. The pitch. Gets the corner, luckily. 2-2 two and two the count. That was close. But he gets the call. Cease into the wind and the pitch on the way. Outside pitch misses. 3-2 and two the count with Brett Phillips on deck. Cease needs to attack Anderson, but he remembers that deep hit earlier in the game. This one misses on a four-seam fastball, and he walks him. First and second. Two guys on via the free pass. One out in the bottom of the fourth for Phillips. And Cease looks in. The pitch on the way. Outside, taken for a ball. And the Sox are going to call timeout and walk out to the mound to talk to their pitcher. Don Cooper going to have a discussion with this young man who now has 39 strikes to 37 balls in this game and has been issuing way too many free passes and putting himself in the jams. And we're only in the fourth inning. Evan Marshall and Kelvin Herrera have begun warming up in the bullpen just in case. It seems way too early here for Dylan to have to go to the showers, but he can't find the strike zone. The pitch to Phillips, the left-handed hitter. A four-seam fastball taken for a strike. One and one the count. The buzz has returned here in Kaufman as the runners lead at first and second. The pitch. 
just misses on the outside corner, two and one. He almost got on the swing, too. Checked it up. The number nine hitter, Phillips, has a bad average and has done bad against the White Sox. He lifts this one in the center field shallow. Robert will camp underneath it, make the catch. Runners retreat back and hold at first and second. Two outs now in the bottom of the fourth for Eldeberto Mondesi. 0 for 2 with two strikeouts, including a big strikeout the last time he was up that got Cease out of a jam. Inside fastball swung on and missed. 0-1, chases one out of the zone, inside on his hands. He's hitting only 182 with runners in scoring position right now. And he chops this one down the third baseline foul. So quickly 0-2, Cease trying to rebound, looks in and delivers. And he got him. Slider on the inside corner. The third strikeout of Mondesi in this game. Another fist pump from Cease. Look, you're making it dramatic, young fella. Calm down. It's only a Wednesday and my heart is palpitating. 3-2 White Sox after four. Eric Suglund and Jesse Hahn are warming up for the Royals. As Yasmani Grandal steps in, 0 for 2 with a strikeout and a wicked lineout. He's 0 for the series, had yesterday off, and he's DHing today as he deals with a clear slump. And Jacob Junis remains in to kick off the top of the fifth inning and a low fastball taken for a strike. The 0-1 pitch on the way. Check swing, didn't go, 1-1 one one on a low pitch. Sox have arms rotating through the bullpen right now, but they're not overextending them because I think they would like to see Cease get through the bottom of the fifth inning at least. Although the pitch count has gotten high, but they have the lead. But trust me, they'll be ready to yank him if they need to, I think, at this point going forward. Inside pitch taken, 2-1. and one. The next one is sent down the right field line, hooking towards the corner. This may clear the wall. It is gone. It is gone over the wall. A home run for Yasmani Grandal that just clears in the first seat, just inside fair territory at the foul pole. It hit the seat that sits next to the foul pole that was empty. A leaping right fielder in Solaire could not pull it back in. And it was hooking the entire way. It started down the line, but more towards right field and just kept curving, curving, curving and wraps around the foul pole perfectly over the glove. And the Sox lead 4-2. to two. So Yasmani puts one out. And Aloy Jimenez 0-2 steps in and takes the first pitch high and inside for a ball 1-0. Sox lead 4-2 to two here in the top of the fifth inning. Next pitch high and inside, but catches the zone. One and one the count. Jimenez two for four yesterday with a big double. The pitch on the way. Inside jam shot down the line foul. First base side. Nice grab by the ball boy. One and two the count, the pitch. Fouls this one straight back. Junis sets and delivers. High inside pitch taken for strike three. Jimenez didn't like that call. He gave a quick look to the umpire and shook his head. It was borderline. Strike zone has been all over the place today, and trust me, if that's a strike, Dylan Cease wouldn't have as many walks today. There's almost two different strike zones, I would say, right now. It's starting to become obvious. Check and see if this guy's a Kansas City native. One out here in the top of the fifth inning as McCann takes one outside for ball one. He's one for one with the big hit in the third inning. He ripped one. He has been very active at the plate this series. This one's foul back, one and one the count. Junis now sitting on 80 pitches here. 
in the top of the fifth. The pitch on the way. Inside strike taken. About the same spot as Jimenez's strike. So guess what? The strike zone is not a box. Some sort of weird trapezoid. This one is grounded over to second base. The quick flip over to first. A 4-3 ground out. Two outs now in the top of the fifth inning. Nomar Mazzara 0 for 2 with two flyouts, and he's only seen two pitches. And both of them were soft flyouts into right center field. He does not swing at the first pitch, so that's an improvement. Unfortunately, it's an inside sinker taken for a strike. He's 1 for 10 lifetime against Junis. And he's quickly 0-2 on an inside four-seam fastball that he lays off. So he takes two pitches, but both of them are strikes. 0-2 count, the pitch on the way. Outside, missed, 1-2 and two the count. White Sox lead 4-2. to two. I would imagine a little bit more rope for Cease now that he has two runs between him and another tie game. This one is skied out. Well, he switched it up to left field this time on another soft flyout. But Yasmati Grandal wraps one just around the foul pole into the first seat in fair territory here in Kauffman Stadium over the outstretched glove of Jorge Soler. And the Sox lead 4-2. to two. In the bottom of the fifth inning, we'll see Hunter Dozier, the two-hitter today, one for two with a single in the first, coming up. He's hitting 309 on the season. And the big right-handed hitter who plays third base for this team takes a four-seamer high for ball one. Made a really good defensive play yesterday. Made a great defensive play. I think two of them. A couple of diving plays on the first game of this series and made a really nifty one where he went over the third base bag and threw from foul territory to get the base runner on a long 5-3 putout. The 1-1 pitch on the way, and it's chipped back over the glove of McCann. Foul tip. 1-2 the count. Cease needs to attack. I'm sure he was told that the entire half inning while he waited for his team to bat by Don Cooper. And he goes right after him and gets in the sky out to Luis Robert in shallow center field. There's one gone in the bottom of the fifth inning. Whit Merrifield comes up now, one for two, with a single in the third. And that was a hard hit ball. He ripped the liner. Inside, four-seam fastball taken, one and oh. Cleveland leads Detroit three to nothing right now. I haven't seen a Minnesota score yet, but I'll let you know if I see it. They have been on a tear. They barely lose. Except for when they play us. We took two out of three from them this past weekend. The 1-1 pitch on the way. Outside, but fouled off. He chased the slider. Sent it down the first baseline. Foul. So the 1-2 pitch. And this one is lifted down the third baseline and will go foul by about three feet in the outfield. The next offering. Swung on. Soft liner over the head of Anderson, who is leaping for it. Jimenez will scoop it up and send it into second. So Merrifield now is two for three in the game. He's been experiencing his own slump. And now Jorge Soler comes up the righty. And Cease, sitting on 91 pitches and one out here in the fifth, will go up against a very dangerous bat. You have guys that are warmed up. You also have a young pitcher that Ricky Renteria wants to show some confidence in. He's going to leave him the pitch to Soler with a two-run lead. The pitch swung on and missed on a four-seam fastball high 0-1. Cease struck out Soler his last time up. The time before that, he walked him, pitching around him, never threw anything into the zone. Walked him on four straight pitches. The 0-1 pitch on the way. 
just misses the outside corner on a four-seam fastball. One and one the count. Inside four-seam fastball taken. Two and one the count. With one out here in the bottom of the fifth inning. Cease checks the runner. The pitch. This one's rifled out in the right field. Mazzara is going to get underneath it and make the play. Merrifield retreats back to first base, and there's two gone here in the bottom of the fifth inning. Sal Perez comes up now with two outs in the bottom of the fifth and a runner on first. Merrifield with a lead. Throws over, and he got him. He got him. He picked him off of first base. Cease gets the third out, picking off Merrifield, who is leading off a little bit too much, and the White Sox end the fifth inning. They lead 4-2. Whit Merrifield had stolen with two outs the last time he was up. And it was the only time the Royals had gone all game long. So Dylan Cease went for the pickoff move. And guess what? I think he was leaning towards second base. And he got him. Clearly over at first base for the third out. As Luis Robert comes in against the new pitcher for the Royals, Eric Suklund. And Suklund was effective when he came in earlier in the series. He's a big lefty, tall. He's got a 3.38 earned run average and a nasty scowl on his face with a soul patch underneath his lip. 2-0, the count. The pitch to Robert. Inside fastball taken, 2-1. to 4-2 White Sox, top of the sixth inning. This one swung on and sent down the first baseline foul. The 2-2 pitch on the way. Swung on and missed. So Robert gets 2-0, swings under that one, and he goes down. Struck out for the first out of this inning. Danny Mendick now up to the plate. He had a big triple. And then Tim Anderson knocked him in with a deep fly ball to center field when the White Sox regained the lead. 3-2. Tacked on another one with the Grandal home run last inning, but he's 0-1 on a swinging strike to lead off this at bat. Low inside fastball taken 1-1. One one. Jake Kalish and Jesse Hahn warming up. Kalish is a lefty. Sox abused him the other night, and Hahn, the White Sox have beat up multiple times so far this season as they lead this season series 3-2. This one is rocketed into left center field and is going to get through it in the gap. It's going to slowly roll out there. Mendick is standing on second base as it's tossed in. He's got a double and a triple today for Danny Mendick, who really was struggling and then was just finding a way to get on. He grabbed a bunch of walks. He got hit by a pitch. His on-base percentage has been so good, and now he seems to be putting it together. Maybe the rumors of the possibility of Nick Mandrigal soon joining the team have got him in another gear. Outside curveball taken for a strike by Anderson with one out. 0-1 the count. The pitch to Anderson. Chopped the third right across the first base and the 5-3 put out, two outs. The runner, Mendick, holds. Leary Garcia now, two for three steps up with two outs and a runner on second. The pitch on the way. Low taken for a ball. 4-2 White Sox, top of the sixth. Swung on and missed on an inside change, 1-2. Mendick with a solid lead at second, not too far. Check the runner. Pitch on the way. High fastball taken for a strike. 1-2 to count. The name of the game for Garcia is 
find something in the zone to hit or protect here. A base hit could score Mendick. The pitch. Low, taken for a ball, two and two. The pitch to Leary. Swung on and missed a high four-seam fastball. Big fist pump on the mound by the tall relief pitcher for the Royals. Midway through the sixth, the White Sox still lead four to two. Dylan Cease will come out here for the bottom of the sixth inning, and he will pitch to sell Perez. Even though Perez came up last time, Cease never threw a pitch to him. He just picked off the base runner right away. Two strikes quickly, inside and high, taken. The second one, he tried to check up and couldn't on one outside of the zone on the outer portion of the plate. 0-2 pitch now on the way from Cease. And he gets the strike zone right there on the inside corner. Three pitches, and Perez is retired. Dylan Cease has eight strikeouts in this game. Through five and a third, he has struggled to find the plate. But when he finds it, he has been deadly. And Ryan O'Hearn, the six-hitter, comes up 0-for-1 in this game with a walk. With one out in the bottom of the sixth. Cease, four-seam fastball taken high, 1-0 the count getting ready to throw his 100th pitch of the game. It has been a goal for the White Sox pitchers to get through six. There are two pitchers warming up in the bullpen for them right now, though, in Jimmy Cordero and Jace Fry, as this one is fouled off into the camera well down the third base line. One and one, the count goes even to O'Hearn, with one out in the bottom of the sixth. This one is also fouled down the third base line into the first row over the camera well, one and two. The Yankees beat Texas, our next opponent, 3-2, and completed a sweep of them. So they are reeling, coming into the rate. This one's lifted into center field, a duck snort base hit in front of Robert. So with one out, there's a runner on first here in the bottom of the sixth inning, and Franco's going to come out. And Cease looks in and delivers. Strike inside corner, four-seam fastball. 0-1 the count. Minnesota whooping Toronto. They can't be stopped. Twins up 9-2 right now in that game in the fifth inning. Bottom of the sixth here with one out. Sox leading 4-2. The pitch from Dylan Cease. This one is sent down the first baseline foul. So he's 0-2 again on this batter. He delivers. Does not chase a low fastball at the knees. Taken for a ball 1-2. Cease looks in. The pitch on the way. Strike three, taken on the outside corner, his ninth strikeout of the game. Second of this inning. There are two outs now here in the bottom of the sixth inning. And Anderson Miller, who hit a deep one against Cease earlier in the game, the lefty, will chop this one down the third baseline foul. He's got a double and an RBI. He also walked in this game. He's 0-1 right now. As Cease has two outs in the bottom of the sixth inning, has struck out nine so far. This one is lifted for a base hit, and it's going to get by Robert and roll to the wall. They're going to try to keep that runner from scoring as he rounds third base, and it's the cutoff man. There's going to be a play at the plate. He is safe under the tag. It is four to three, a double by Anderson Miller. And as much as I think the White Sox wanted to give Dylan C six innings, Ricky Renteria is out there, and he's telling his young starter, that's it for you, young man. You pitched well, but that's it for you. Jace Fry's going to come in because he's got a lefty up here and two outs with the opportunity to get the White Sox out of this inning with a one-run lead. A good effort from Dylan Cease today. He struggled. He pitched nearly 110 pitches. 
threw five and two-thirds. He struck out nine. But he put too many base runners on and gave up too many key hits. He'll fall one out short of the quality start, but in a close game, and with that many pitches on his arm today, he is going to come out of the game. Jace Fry comes in for his ninth appearance. He's got four and two-thirds innings pitched. He's two and one with one save opportunity that he blew. He's got an ERA of 5.79 with eight strikeouts to four walks. Opposing hitters are only hitting 125 against him. His problem has been walks in bad situations. First pitch, outside cut fastball just misses. 1-0 the count. He's a pure loogie, which means the White Sox use him in situations like this. A lefty up with two outs, sometimes with one out and a couple of lefties coming up. He has a hard time getting through a full inning. His job is Brett Phillips, the nine hitter who's 0 for 2, and hitting about a buck 35 right now in the season. But he throws two balls in a row to him, and he's 2 0, just missing the plate inside this time. Fry looks in, checks the runner, and now delivers. Just misses a cut fastball inside 3 0. Man, he is an adventure when he's out there sometimes. He's got one job, and it's a lefty. He gets it set up for him perfectly. This is why he's in the majors. He's got a 3-0 count, though, and the pitch on the way. And he gets the outside corner with a cut fastball, 3-1. Fry steps off the mound, wipes his hand on his pant leg, sets, checks the runner a second quickly, and delivers. Check swing. He went. Cut fastball, lower inside portion of the plate, 3-2. Fry gets the count full, working quickly right back at it. Swung on and missed on a cut fastball, tailing away outside the zone. He couldn't lay off it, and Jace Fry gets him out of the inning. The big strikeout ends the inning. The Royals get within one and trail after six. Four to three. White Sox. Jose Abreu here on the top of the seventh will lead things off. Soglund will remain in there, the big lefty. Last time I saw a lefty this big and lanky, he looked a lot uglier, and his name was Randy Johnson. Outside pitch taken for a ball. The next one, a jam shot foul back behind the plate. One and one, the count to Abreu. Red Sox beat the A's 7-3 in Oakland in an early game today. Is this one skied out deep in the left field? On his horse, this one will be pulled in at the track by the retreating left fielder. Again, with all the 42s, sometimes I'm having a hard time remembering who's out there. But it was a heck of a play. Yasmani Grandal comes up now, one for three with the home run with one out in the top of the seventh. And Soglund stands in. Inside changeup taken for a strike. 0-1 the count. Grandal now, a switch hitter, moves over to the right side. Jimenez waits on deck, the pitch on the way. Low outside fastball, 1-1. 4-3 one one. score, top of the seventh. The rubber match between these two teams. Inside taken for a ball, two and one. Changeup just missed. The next offering on the way. Swung on and chopped into the camera well on the third base side. A lot of them going in there today. The 2-2 count. Must be a magnet in there for baseballs. Low changeup. He took it. He's ticked. Oh, he's yelling at the umpire. Waving his bat. Walking backwards, screaming at the home plate umpire on that pitch. Grandal, even though he's a DH today, as a catcher, he disputes that ring up. And we've said it all along, the strike zone has changed batter to batter, team to team today. As Aloya Menez comes in and puts this one down the first baseline off the glove of the first baseman, 
He'll recover and throw it backhanded from the dirt on the ground. O'Hearn makes a bang-bang play over at first base for the 3-1 to one put out. 1-2-3 to Sacks go. Exciting at the end. And midway through the seventh, it is four to three White Sox. And Jimmy Cordero will come in now to pitch the bottom of the seventh inning. This is his eighth appearance. He's 0 for 1 in save opportunities. Eight and two-thirds innings pitched. 2.08 earned run average. He has been lights out all season up until his last appearance where he got beat up a little bit. Change up low and inside, taken for a ball, 1-0. He has a tendency to attack the batters, something that has not happened with Cease today. Even though he has nine strikeouts, he nibbled a lot. And Fry went 3-0 before he got that last out of the previous inning. Two of them missed very close on questionable calls inside. 2-0 count to Mondesi. As this one is grounded foul down the first baseline. Mondesi's 0-3. He's got three strikeouts on the day. All three of them to Dylan Cease. Cordero with the 2-1 pitch. Inside taken for a ball. 3-1 the count with Hunter Dozier on deck. Cordero's job is to pitch good, quick, effective relief. He has done it up until recently with the last outing not looking good. Check swing. They're going to say he didn't go around. The umpire doesn't even appeal it. Cordero's upset about that. I'm surprised that one of these players or one of these coaches hasn't been thrown out of the game so far. There's been a lot of chatter with the home plate umpire from both sides. Some very questionable calls. There's a runner on first now with no outs in the bottom of the seventh for Dozier. And the Sox clean to a 4-3 lead. Cordero stares in. The pitch on the way. Outside slider misses. 1-0 the count. Big speed on first base. You don't want him to advance. So you got to keep an eye on him. He's got a healthy lead. The pitch. In the dirt. Runner thought about going. It was blocked well by McCann. 2-0 the count. Cordero settles himself. The pitch on the way. This one is chopped down the third baseline. Fair ball! They're going to say over the top of the bag. Mendick reacted like he thought it was foul. That's going to end up being a double. Second and third with no outs. The crowd is on its feet here in Kansas City. And things are going poorly for the White Sox here in the bottom of the seventh inning. They're going to come out and talk with Cordero. Just kind of calm him down a little bit. A questionable walk. And then a questionable ball over third base. That's really close looking at the replay. Honestly, Mendick pulled up and acted like that was foul and just kind of turned around. The umpire is showing fair. Luckily, Jimenez... Reacted all the way just in case it was fair. And he got over there. Double barrel action right now for the White Sox in Ciszek and Bummer. But Cordero needs to find his way out of this. He induces a pop-up shallow first base line just in foul territory. Abreu makes the play. And the Sox get an out. So that is fortunate as Whit Merrifield, who is two for three with two hard hit balls, Makes a mistake. But now Jorge Soler comes up. He's 0 for 2, but he has been deadly against the White Sox. Perez on deck. Cordero, the pitch on the way. Outside corner misses high. 1-0 the count. 
Soler killed the White Sox through the first two games of the series, but is 0-4 in this game. The next pitch. This one sent out to center field. It may fall. Robert on his horse makes the play. He's going to throw in quickly. He will hold the runner from advancing second to third, but the runner on third will score. Robert almost realizing he just did not have a chance with Mondesi and his speed and keeps the other runner, the trailer, from advancing. So we have a tie ball game here now with two outs in the bottom of the seventh. Robert made an amazing play on his horse to get in and get that ball that looked like it was going to fall in for a base hit. There are two outs in the bottom of the seventh in a tie game, and the next one is lifted out in the right field. Mazzara trailing back, and he misses the ball. He misses the ball. He had that ball. That is a clear error by Mazzara in right field, and the Royals take the lead 5-4. to four. He had his glove up and was slowing down. The scorekeeper here is going to call it a double, but let me tell you right now, Nomar Mazzara had stopped running full speed and put his glove up like he thought he was going to catch that ball, and it landed a foot over his head. Ryan O'Hearn now comes in. The Royals have put up two, and Cordero remains on the mound. Honest to goodness, he had done his best to get out of this inning. His defense let him down here, but he's the one to put the runners on, and he gives up the lead for the White Sox here in the seventh. Two and one now to count to Ryan O'Hearn with a runner on second base with two outs in the bottom of the seventh. Swung on and missed. Two and two to count now. Mazzara with a terrible error out in right field. And when you're going to hit 220, you should be able to catch the ball. Adam Engel's going to take his job full time soon. Outside sinker, 3-2 and two now with Franco on deck. That was a disgusting play. The pitch on the way. This one is going to be chopped to the pitcher. Cordero will lightly throw it over the first base for the out. But the Royals get two. One of them on a misplay out in right field. After seven, the Sox trail five to four. James McCann will lead off the top of the eighth. Ian Kennedy is a new pitcher for the Royals. The announced attendance, 18,928. The setup and the closer warming up right now for the Royals. And Stalmont and Barlow inside four-seam fastball taken 2-0. McCann's one for two. He's been hitting the ball hard here in this series. His team trails by a run. High fastball taken. 3-0 the count. The righty Kennedy looks in. Get me over fastball. 3-1 the count now. Game's not over. But a frustrating one for the White Sox to say the least. Swung on and missed on an inside cut fastball. 3-2. Borderline on the inside corner of the plate. The full count and the pitch. This one's ripped deep into left field. And a big running play. He was on his horse to reel that one in. Almost gets by and goes to the corner. A long out for McCann. And there's one out, and here's Nomar Mazzara, the go to the game so far. 0 for 3 with a fly out in the fifth. A lot of White Sox fans question the White Sox making this move to pick him up. Sox believe they could find something in his swing to make him finally realized the potential he could not realize in four years with the Texas Rangers. He takes an outside pitch for a strike and then chops the next one back, a knuckle curve, low in the zone, and he's quickly 0-2. And I haven't seen it yet. This one's softly grounded over to second. The easy 4-3 put out, Mazzara's retired. Two outs now in the top of the eighth inning. 
And Luis Robert is going to come in, one for three with a single and a run scored. And the bottom of the order going down quickly and quietly for the White Sox. Robert rips this one down the third baseline, foul. 0-1. The pitch on the way. Little short pop, caught down the line by O'Hearn. 1-2-3 go to White Sox. Midway through the eighth, we trail 5-4. Aaron Bummer will come in here now to pitch the bottom of the eighth inning. His ninth appearance, eight and two-thirds innings. 14 strikeouts, two walks. Nobody scored on him yet. Adam Ingo will come into the game in right field to play defense, mainly because Nomar Mazara can't hit and also can't catch. At least that's how it went during this game today. One inning too late, but who would have thought? That was a pretty routine fly ball there. Franco comes up, takes a low pitch for a ball, 1-0 the count. Bummer's job is to hold down the Royals and give the White Sox an opportunity with Mendick, Anderson, and Garcia scheduled to hit. Encarnacion and Moncada are available, although this was a scheduled day off for Moncada to keep him fresh. This one's foul back, 1-2 the count. So it'll be an interesting decision by Ricky Renteria as to whether or not he takes that away that day off or if he's going to tell Moncada no you're not batting and he's got Encarnacion who's been in a slump Yerman Mercedes is also on the bench and available Mendick's been so hot though this game I think you let him bat him and Anderson this one skied out in the center field Robert goes back towards the track and will make the play running into the wall a long fly out for the first out of the 8th inning Here's Anderson Miller, who's been a thorn in our side today. The center fielder for the Kansas City Royals. And he's 1-0 quickly on an outside pitch taken. Bummer delivers. This one is a weak pop-up in the center field. Robert, can of corn. And there's two gone. Two out. Bomb of the eighth inning. Cork and Carry at the park are proud sponsors. Make sure that you patronize them. Use Grubhub or go direct to corkandcarryatthepark.com. Sinker swung on and missed, Owen won the count. They will have their doors open when life returns to some semblance of normal, and I think this is going to be a slow process, folks. I almost envision uh, major sports not coming back for a while, but all of us walking around in masks in a couple of months. It's going to be a weird time to live. 2020 will always be remembered. The 0-1 pitch on the way. A low sinker, 1-1 the count. Two outs, bomb at the eighth. Bummer delivers. Inside pitch taken, two and one. Remember today, when this comes out at 10 o'clock in the morning, a live Socks in the Basement on the Podbean app for a half hour with me and my buddy Dave. We're going to talk about what's going on in the real world of sports as that one's taken, three and one in the count. And also what's going on with this simulated league. If you missed it, don't worry. It's available everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SocksInTheBasement.com. We'll post it almost immediately afterwards however long it takes for the file to process. Three and two the count, and the pitch on the way. Ground ball, Mendick will scoop it, throw it over to first from third. The Royals go down one, two, three, so it's gut check time for the White Sox bats. After the lead was given up in the bottom of the seventh, they trail by one, five to four, going into the top of the ninth. Scott Barlow, the big righty. One for two in save opportunities over three games. He has a record of 0-1 and an ERA of 18. That's over two innings pitched. One strikeout, five walks. He's their closer. He closed down the game to start this series. But before he had done that, 
he had had a rough outing. Hopefully, he tends to have another rough outing here as the White Sox just need to run the tie in two to take the lead. Danny Mendick stands in against him. Two for three with a double and a triple. Takes a slider high and inside for strike one. Anderson's on deck. All three of the guys scheduled to come up have hit well today. There's no reason to bring up a cold batter when you have guys that are hitting well. Swung on and missed. 0-2 now the count. And he swings and misses at a slider coming out of the zone. Three pitches and Mendick goes down. Tim Anderson comes up. Two for three. He also has a sack fly, a double, a single. Two runs have scored because of his bat. He's hitting 347 and he gave one a ride out to the warning track of center field at one point during this game. Let's see him get a hold of one now. High slider. Take it for a ball, 1-0. Leary Garcia on deck as of now. One out, top of the ninth. The pitch. Chop back foul, 1-1. One one. Sox got out early. Royals tied it. White Sox added on two more runs. And it was 4-2 going into the bottom of the seventh. Dylan Cease had nine strikeouts today. That one's outside for a ball, 2-1. and one. The next one, jam shot in the left field. Misplayed, now he's got to run back. And he makes the play. He came in, stumbled to a knee, got up and ran back, and still caught it. That isn't even fair. You got my hopes up. I thought we were going to have another Mazzara moment. But that little guy out there playing left field made the play. Two outs now, and Leary Garcia's our last hope. Hitting from the left side of the plate, takes one inside for a ball, 1-0. Two outs in the top of the ninth. This one's lifted out deep into right center field, carrying back towards the wall. It might make it over. It hits the top of the wall, they're going to say. They're going to say that hit the top of the wall. He gets a double out of it, and he almost tied this game on a swing. He just barely missed a home run that hits the top of the padding in right center field, right off the 387 here in Kauffman Stadium. And Jose Abreu comes out now with two outs at the top of the ninth and the tying run in scoring position against Scott Barlow. And the first pitch, inside slider taken for a strike. He's one for four with a single and an RBI. He's hitting 292, but under 200 with runners in scoring position. The three hitter for the White Sox needs to start getting those hits with men on. Now would be a good time. Outside pitch taken for a ball, one and one. Two outs, top of the ninth. Sox down by one with a runner on second. And Abreu at the plate. The pitch from Barlow. Swung on and chopped down the first baseline. Fair! That's a fair ball. It's going to roll around the corner. Garcia will touch home plate. And this game is tied. Abreu into second base. And the White Sox tie it up with two outs in the ninth inning. All knotted up at five. A stunned silence here. In Kansas City, this game is not over. And Grandal comes up to the plate as Abreu leads off a second base and immediately pops one up. Mondesi underneath it, calls everybody off. He flies out to the shortstop, but not before Jose Abreu puts one over first base that rolls down the line, a ground ball that skipped past O'Hearn's glove and went to the corner. It all happened with two outs, back-to-back -back doubles, and we're tied up going to the bottom of the ninth. Alex Colome has been warming up. Aaron Bummer sits on 14 pitches. Bummer will actually start the bottom of the ninth as we remain tied. Herrera has been warming up as well. Mondesi, 0 for 3 today. 
is 2-0 right now to Bummer. That second one was borderline inside. Should have been called a strike. Bummer delivers. That should have caught the outside corner too. He's getting squeezed. He's getting squeezed right off the bat here by clearly a Kansas City native that's the home plate umpire. This guy has been brutal all game. The 3-0 pitch now to Mondesi. And they're going to call that ball forward. Bummer looks in and he's angry. He walked right up almost to home plate and is talking to the umpire about that. He is very, very upset. And Renteria is going to go to the mound. Not Cooper. But he's not going to do anything until that umpire comes out. And now they are going to start to discuss what happened there on that count. Renteria is hot. He gives him a piece of his mind and now he's going to motion out. And he's going to bring in a pitcher. And by bringing in a pitcher, he can continue to have that conversation with him because now he gets plenty of time during warm-ups to give an earful to the home plate umpire who has been giving his pitchers fits all game. As Alex Colome will come in for his eighth appearance of the season, three for four in save opportunities, six and a third innings, a 1.42 earned run average, eight strikeouts to five walks. And Renteria's got a few more comments as he walks away. You know the umpire knows he's wrong when he lets a, uh, a manager say that much to him and does nothing. The first pitch inside strike to Hunter Dozier with the winning run on first base for the Royals and no outs here in the bottom of the ninth inning. The Sox have yet to win a game in extra innings this season. And they need extras to extend this game. One and one to Dozier. Mondesi leads. Chopped to third base. Going to be a tough play as it comes in short. Big play by Mendick across the first base. It was almost like a bunt. He had to charge that and get it across. He'll get the base runner. Mondesi advances 90 feet to second base. And Whit Merrifield comes up two for four today with two hard hit singles. He's a dangerous hitter. But there's another dangerous hitter behind him in Solaire. So Colome looks in and delivers the pitch. This one's chopped back foul. Outside changeup, 0-1 the count. A lot of speed on second. A base hit will end this game. The pitch on the way. He's stealing third to throw down, and he's safe. Mondesi steals third base against McCann. He's in. There should have been interference called on that one. Merrifield doesn't really even try to get out of the way. I guess he doesn't have to, but man, he's right in McCann's face. And now with a runner on third... Ricky Renteria is going to intentionally walk Merrifield. I would imagine he will intentionally walk the four-hitter Soler now to set up a possible double play. There's so much speed at third base that it makes sense to set things up this way. Anything down wins the game for the Royals. Anything deep wins the game for the Royals. A fly ball to where Luis Robert is standing probably wins the game for the Royals. He's not been very good throwing in. Sal Perez comes up. He's two for four in this game. There's one out in the ninth, and Colome will try to induce the double play or strike him out. The pitch on the way. A low-cut fastball called a strike. 0-1 the count. Bases loaded, one out, bomb in the ninth inning. Mondesi forced Renteria's hand 
when he stole third, so we loaded the bases. And Colome now will attack the batter. This one's fouled off down the first base line, 0-2 the count. So an 0-2 count, you don't need to give him anything that he can hit, see if he chases. Outside pitch, he does not chase, 1-2. and two. You also don't want the ball to get away, don't throw it too far outside. Can's job now is to make sure that ball doesn't get by him. The winning run, the walk-off run, standing on third after the Sox tied it in the top of the ninth inning. The pitch. This one is chopped to second. Possible double play ball. Oh, he muffed it. He muffed it. Garcia muffed the ball and the game is over. Leary Garcia, for some strange reason, pumped like he was going to throw the home plate before he flipped the second. And in the process of doing so, dropped the ball before it got to second base. It was as if he hadn't thought of what he was going to do before the ball got there. A terrible play by Garcia. And the Royals walk it off. A tailor-made double play ball muffed by the second baseman. I know the scorekeeper here is going to say, well, that's a, that's a base hit, but that's not a base hit. That's a brain fart. Lear Garcia, brain fart. The White Sox lose this one. Six to five, that's a disgusting loss. White Sox looked good this whole game. They led late. Errors in the field is what killed them. Nomar Mazzara misplays a ball. Leary Garcia has a brain fart at second base on a tailor-made double play that would have gotten him out of the ninth and sent them the extra innings. The loss is officially charged to Aaron Bummer because he put Mondesi on. If that isn't a tragedy and a travesty because he got squeezed in the at-bat and he didn't make the errors. The win goes to Scott Barlow who actually gave up the lead but was the pitcher of record. So sometimes with wins and losses, the wrong guys get the stats. Anderson Miller is a player of the game for the Royals, two for three with two doubles and two RBIs. He killed us today. Tim Anderson, two for four with a double and two RBIs. Danny Mendick, two for four with a triple and a double. Abreu, two for five with a double and two RBIs. Grandal, one for five with a home run. Leary Garcia had a big double in the top of the ninth that set up Abreu knocking him in with a shot down the line as the Sox tried to come back after an error screwed up everything in the seventh inning. But Garcia muffs it at the end in the bottom of the ninth. And the Royals escape with a 2-1 series lead. And after six games against each other, the White Sox and Royals are knotted up at three games apiece. We will see them next week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. But first, we head back to the rate for the start of a seven-game series. The Rangers are coming into town for four. We will see you tomorrow. Recap on SoxOn35th.com. You've been listening to a White Sox simulated game as part of a White Sox simulated season brought to you by Sox in the Basement. Found everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SoxInTheBasement.com. Socks in the Basement. Socks in the Basement. Socks in the basement. Socks in the basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always on socksinthebasement.com.